Hi, my name is Natalie Orofici, and I'm delighted to welcome you to the Women in Scripture podcast. This podcast has been inspired by the God Who Speaks campaign. I will be inviting lots of different women to come and speak about the women in the Bible who inspire them and who speak to their hearts today. Hello and welcome to Jane. I'm Jane Lavery. I now live in Harborne in Birmingham, but for about 20 odd years I'd lived in Owl Church. But when they stopped the buses, I decided I couldn't manage anymore with only having a train to get onto. So now I live in Harborne where there's lots of nice churches and nice pubs and nice coffee houses and nice shops. So I'm very happy. I've recently, I'm going to have to say this because this is important to me, I've recently completed a, a master's in theology, ecology and ethics. And I have to admit to being a bit of a green freak. So I don't have a car. Um, I try to eat local organic stuff. And uh, sometimes living simply is quite cheap. And sometimes living simply is very expensive. I would agree with that. Well, Jane, it is wonderful to have you with us. So would you like to tell us which woman from the Bible you have chosen? Yes, I will. Um, I've chosen the Syrophoenician woman from the Gospel of Mark. And I have to admit that actually she's probably not the one I would have gone for originally, because I think one of my favourite women in the Bible is actually the woman at the well. But the woman at the well has already been spoken about and I wanted to find somebody else who I, I won't, don't want to use the word confronted Jesus but certainly questioned Jesus and had a relationship with him that wasn't all Jesus but it was coming from the woman as well. Well that's very interesting and exciting because we do need to be able to question our faith and question who Jesus is in order to, for yeah. our faith to develop and mature. Yeah. So what is so interesting or inspiring about this woman you've chosen? Well, there are several things because it's really quite an interesting story. It's only in Mark. Now, um, there is an identical story in Matthew, but in Matthew, the woman is from Cana, or it is a Canaan woman. And here she's a Syrophoenician woman. And of course, I had to look up where Syrophoenicia was. And it's really where Syria was. So she was actually quite a way removed from Jesus's where Jesus worked mainly, but she was obviously had knowledge of Jesus because she wanted to, her daughter, who was possessed by demons, she wanted Jesus to cure him. So she kept asking him. Now, interestingly, Jesus rebukes her the first time, rebuts her the first time and says to her something like, no, I don't want to feed the dogs. I want to feed the children first. And I found that really interesting that Jesus actually rejected somebody or it seemed to me that he was rejecting somebody. I, one of the reasons I really love Jesus is that he is so inclusive. He will talk to anybody. His relationship with women throughout the New Testament is amazing. He'll talk to any woman. And of course, in the first century of Palestine, men weren't supposed to talk to women, but Jesus did it. And Jesus made the Samaritan a hero in one of his stories, so he didn't mind if people weren't Jewish. He was totally inclusive, and I think that's amazing. Now, we have the Syrophoenician woman, who's three times, in a way, he's, she's triply marginalised. Okay, she's a woman. Nobody talks to women in, in first century Palestine. They don't want anything to do with them. She's not a Jew. 
which I find very interesting that Jesus didn't worry about whether people were Jews or not. This woman wasn't a Jew. She was a foreigner. She didn't belong where she was living. She was, an, if you like, an immigrant, a migrant, an illegal migrant. I don't know. So three things about her marginalised her. Normally, Jesus would say straight away, yes, of course, I'll do what you want. I want to include you. But he didn't to this woman. And I found that really, I was really quite shocked when I first read it or when I first was aware of this story. It is very fascinating because, like you say, Jesus is so inclusive. We tell everybody to come to Jesus because he does want to know and want to be with everybody. So the fact that didn't have time for her, go away almost. Go away. I don't want to, I don't want anything. Well, he didn't say I didn't want anything. I don't, but I, I've got to talk to the Jews first. That's basically what he's saying to her. But in, this is why I find the Bible so interesting. When you look back at that chapter of Mark, Jesus had been having a tough time. First of all, the Pharisees to have a go at him, accusing him and the disciples of not being proper Jews because they weren't eating properly and they weren't washing themselves and they weren't following all the recommendations that were in the Leviticus. And so they had to go at him. You're not doing it properly. So Jesus actually quotes Isaiah at them and says, but you're not doing what my father wants you to do. You're looking at the laws, not at the relationships. So Jesus had this with the Pharisees. And in the end, he'd said, it's not what you take in that matters. It's what comes out of your mouth that matters. And I find that very interesting because so many people do want to keep to the law, but don't worry about the consequences or don't really worry about what's going on. So that was one of the reasons I found that very interesting. But not only were the Pharisees having a go at him, but then his poor disciples, who sometimes weren't very bright, said, don't understand what you're talking about, Jesus. Can you explain this to us? So Jesus had to explain to the disciples about his the passage that he quoted to them. And he said to them, again, it isn't what you take in, it's what comes out. And Mark interprets that as saying that all food is acceptable. Now, Mark is the evangelist who actually is writing specifically for the Gentiles, not for the Jews, for the Gentiles. So this bit about all food being acceptable is very important for a Gentile because, you know, the Jews have got very strict um, food laws. But what Mark is saying is Jesus didn't worry about these food laws. Jesus was insistent that it's what comes out, not what goes in that's important. But he had to explain it very carefully to the disciples. And so he must have been a bit fed up with all this going on. He was, we sometimes forget that Jesus did have a human nature too. So he was probably hot and exhausted and repeating himself over <laughs> and over again. I mean, even when we go to mass, we go through the, you know, we go through the scriptures over and over, over again, again and we and we still don't get them. That's right. And these poor disciples who Jesus loved dearly, but sometimes got very upset with them because they weren't understanding his message. So I think this is actually what's happening in Mark. Jesus is fed up and he sees this woman who keeps going on, evidently, because the disciples ask him to get rid of her because she keeps going on about her daughter and kill my daughter. And Jesus says to her, he doesn't say go away, but you can feel the go away woman there. I've got to feed the children before I can feed the dogs. Is Jesus really calling the Syrophoenician woman a dog? 
don't know. That's interesting. But she doesn't give up. And that's what I like about the Syrophoenician woman. She keeps on and she doesn't say, oh, Lord, please to help me. She says, but even the dogs can eat the scraps from the table. Wow. She's talking back to Jesus. She's not accepting what I'm saying. She's not arguing with him, but she's putting another point of view. And that, again, to me, is important. As you say, we've got to look at our relationship with Jesus and question it sometimes. Yes, this will lead very nicely, I think, to the next question, which is, what can we learn from her today? The thing that I like most about the Syrophoenician woman, really, is that it shows that Jesus is human. As you said, he's divinity, everything is about him, is perfect in that sense, but he's also a human being, and I think that he was tired and fed up and kept repeating himself and didn't like it and really couldn't be bothered as a human being to address this question that the woman was, the Syrophoenician woman was asking him the whole time. But then when he heard her faith and he realised that he was talking to somebody who recognised him, she must have known him, unlike the woman at the well, the Syrophoenician woman would have known the stories about Jesus and she wanted Jesus to do something for her. And she kept mm. on and on and on. And in the end, she did it. So, so there's so many things, so many layers in this story about the Syrophoenician woman that I find very interesting. And that's why I like the story. She teaches us a lot about being persistent in prayer as well, because sometimes we can go with our prayer. And if, you know, if the answer isn't a yes immediately, immediately. We, we can give up. But she teaches us to go back, to keep going back to keep Jesus. Going back, but and, not, tell and, him, not, and not to take no for an answer, but not to do it nicely, to, to tell him what is happening, what could go on, what, what is possible through him, through his divinity. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's the many things. And of course, the other thing is that it's an amazing story for Mark himself to tell because it shows how Jesus is approachable by the people who are marginalised. And I think that's something we all have to relate to, that Jesus was so inclusive and that's how we should be too. The stories in the Bible show Jesus' inclusivity. We find that very much more difficult, but it's something that we can learn from this story. Yes, and it's a great sign of hope that he set up that morning with his plans to go to, he was going to the Jewish people, he had his mission in mind, and yeah. she comes along, disturbs his mission. Yes. <laughs> and he's tired. Yeah. Yes, yeah. irritates him, but he gives us a hope because he doesn't just continue knowing that he has this mission to the Jews, yeah. he opens it to her too. Yeah, yeah. So there we are. So that's why I like the Syrophoenician woman, not just the woman herself, but the whole story and the whole part that it plays in the gospel stories and how Jesus is so open to everyone. Well, that is beautiful. So you can find the Syrophoenician woman in Mark chapter 7, verses 24 to 30. So I would love, well, we would both love you to go and sit and read and pray with what Mark has written to see what she says to you, what great inspiration the Syrophoenician woman will give to you. So thank you very, very much, Jane. Thank you very much for listening to the Women in Scripture podcast with me, Nasli Orofici. If you would like to have some extra reading and resources, then go to the Archdiocese of Birmingham website and look at the Women in Scripture podcast page. 
To enjoy hearing more of the Women in Scripture podcast, then please do subscribe to the podcast on either Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud. I hope you can join us next time. Thank you.